This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Power rankings are just insane this week. I mean, they're just insane. It's I an, it's an insane asylum right now. I could have done not just a top ten. Let me make a top six or seven. It's crazy. The NFL is... It's football. I mean, there's no other way you can describe it but football. But to be honest, this is what power rankings are for. Yes. Power rankings are a week-by-week basis. Knee-jerk reactions. Basis. Exactly. Which this is, is why... This is a perfect example of why people love power rankings, so you can overreact team success or team's losses. Which is why my number 10 team is the New York Jets and Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> Mike White, the writer of uh, the hit movie School of Rock. Mike White, also the uh, columnist in the Post Gazette. There's a thousand Mike Whites out there. One of them is the greatest quarterback of all time, apparently, playing for know, the New York Jets. The Jets have wins against the Titans and the Bengals this year. Did you know that? What Mike, is going on with Mike that team? Mike White, the writer of School of Rock, was also the runner-up of season 37 of Survivor. I didn't know that. I all, I know he led the Jets to a, a win, though. Uh, over the, but they have maybe one of the two of the most impressive wins in football this year. I think they do too, Tom. Against the Titans and the Bengals. Does do you put that before we get to the real power rankings? Do you put that more on? Salah's actually a good coach because I think I do I, I think they actually have a decent coach there so he's able to win them a couple games what, you know? rather than just being the upset team of that week I, I mean Mike White played awesome but like it's Mike White I bet he turns back into a pumpkin on Thursday Night Football against the Colts this week do like, I think Salah's a better coach than Taylor Zach Taylor in Cincinnati probably I think he might be too do I think he's a better coach than Mike Vrabel no no do you think he's a better coach than Adam Gase uh, that is nice. Exactly. And day. So I think maybe Adam Gates doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as Salah. I'd be worried about your quarterback because Zach Wilson's looked pretty pedestrian, and then you saw what Mike White did with that offense. So you start to wonder: is it the offense or is it Zach Wilson? If you're a Jets fan, but maybe the only thing you can take away with some comfort this year is: well, we got a coach at least, and we got a coach that can go out there and win us a football game against teams that are probably going to make the playoffs in the AFC this year. It's a it's a good start. Now let's just focus on beating the teams that are trash, and then maybe we'll have something cooking here in New York. But let's get to the legitimate power rankings. Number 10 for myself, heading into week 9 of the NFL season. Halfway point is here. Whoop, whoop. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders. They were, on the bye, they they were idle this week. They were idle this week. to get into your top 10. Not... In a week where there was chaos in the NFL, it was probably the best to just sit this thing out and be on the sidelines and stay at stay at five and two. They are in first place of the AFC West, but they are the Raiders, man, and they have nothing but distractions around them. Gruden, obviously, we know that Henry Ruggs the third is going to be charged with a DUI that resulted in a death. He is most likely. Going to go to jail because of that is a terrible tragedy. You should never drive drunk. He killed an innocent person, and he deserves jail time for that. But they're a team that's in complete disarray right now, but I'm putting them at number 10 as it stands because they've at least responded to that disarray so far, and they're sitting at 5-2 and two now. All of the stuff that's hitting them, especially now with this rug situation, could I see them completely collapsing? Of course I could. They collapse even when things are going perfectly fine in Raiders land, and things are the furthest thing from perfectly fine in Raiders land right now. So I could see them falling back to the face of the earth and being a 500, around 500 team, a 7-10 and 10 football team this year. But as of right now, 5-2, and two, you're winning your division. Got to put them at number 10. 
They got the Giants this week as well, so they probably get to 6-2. and two. So at this point, I still think the Raiders are a top-10 football team in the league. I, I would like to add the caveat that I don't see them there by the end of the year, though. No, I won't either, and it's very possible the team that I put in my as my number 10 team this week isn't there in the top 10, but I think it's a better chance to make the playoffs because I think they're overall the better team. And, Tom, you're going to slap me on the face for this one. But I was a little bit of a homer. I went with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in my wow, number 10 the team. Spellers. Again, you I got them a, right outside mine. It's a knee-jerk reaction, but you win on the road against the against the Browns, a division opponent, the team that embarrassed you on your home field in prime time in the playoffs last year in the wild card round, something you never thought was possible. Listen, is it wild of me to say that this win was more impressive to me than the Bills win? No, I agree. And not only was it more impressive, it was bigger. It had much bigger magnitude. I think the season is completely looking the opposite if you lose this game. If you're three and four, I think you're thinking this is a stretch to make the playoffs. But four and three, I'm like, we make the playoffs now. You're three and four. You're zero and two in your division. Yeah, it's bleak. Zero and two against division opponents. That spells disaster from the start. Even though it's only seven weeks in with only two opponents played in your division, it is looking bleak. And to do to win in the fashion of which they did, running the ball and stopping the Cleveland run game, holding them to probably their worst output on the season, Nick Chubb, only 60 yards, right, I believe is what you told me? 62. 61 yards total, but... There was a 21 and a 14 yard run in there that added to that. Great, but still, it only. That's what I mean. It, it was even t- more impressive almost. Right, the fact that the other carries that he had Went only got like to, to like tw- what 40 yards on the or, or 35 yards or 25 yeah. yards in the day. So, incredibly impressive output from the Steelers' run defense without Melvin Ingram, as we talked about in an earlier episode. And again, as you mentioned. Once before, Najee Harris in the last three games averaging 127 yards from scrimmage. This kid just gets better every every week, week by week. I got to say right now, the Steelers are on the uptrend, and right now, to me, they are a top-10 team. Number nine for me is uh, our rival of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were also on a bye this week, but I got the 5-2 and Baltimore Ravens checking in at number nine again. Did not play this past week, got themselves a nice little bye. They need it because they're one of the more injured teams in the NFL. It's not necessarily going to get anybody back because of the bye, but guys that are overextending themselves, Lamar Jackson definitely could have used the rest. They get the Vikings at home this week. Always a tricky matchup when you have to face the Minnesota Vikings, but the Vikings always seem to find a way to lose football games. So I think the Ravens probably pick up a win, especially Harbaugh off the bye is just so deadly. So at home, off the bye against the Vikings team that they're better than on paper anyway. Got the Ravens getting to 6-2. and two, And I think I see them probably staying in the driver's seat to the end of the season and, and getting the AFC North title and being maybe the 4-3 seed in the AFC this year. But, uh, yeah, as it stands right now, they're, the, they're my only AFC North team in my power rankings, and they're in at number 9. That's fair. For me, these next two, Tom, were really, really tricky for me to place because they both won, but they both had significant losses mm-hmm. from their team. So number nine I for know me. Who they are. Number nine for me, yes. It, it's pretty obvious who they are, just where they fall. Number nine for me, I put the New Orleans Saints. 
because I had to put them at nine because they're not going to win their division to begin with, even with a healthy quarterback, even with a healthy James Winston. Mm-hmm. It was clear that the mm-hmm. Buccaneers were going to win. Mm-hmm. But how how do you win that game losing James – or how do you win the game against the defending Super Bowl champions without James Winston? I mean, I, I did not see that coming at all. And so it's such a weird thing for me. How do I gauge this win – or how do I gauge them as a team right now? They're the now? weirdest team in the NFL. They, they won this game, but they just lost their quarterback for the season. Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to win the division? I don't know. They have the two most impressive wins in football. They've beaten the Packers, and they've beaten the Buccaneers. They've lost to the New York Giants. They are a very bizarre you can't, football you can't, team. You can't put a finger on this team. I think they make the playoffs, though. I, I think the wild card race in the NFC is is pretty weak, honestly. I mean, the Panthers are sitting in there at the seven seed right now, and the the Saints are the six seed. So, I think that the Saints are probably going to hang on to one of those wild card spots. I can just easily transition to my number eight team off of that because that's where I have the New Orleans Saints sitting at number eight. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Is it going to be Trevor Simeon? Is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be Cam Newton? I've heard those rumors kind of floated out there. Uh, do you make a trade for a, a veteran backup on another roster to come in? I don't know. What I do know is that they are on a bye this week, so good timing for you to lose your starting quarterback for the season. You're laughing, but I'm Collect serious. Yourself. Like It's the yeah. best time ever no, because is. you can see what you got out of Simeon. Maybe Taysom Hill can start to get healthy again and, and return. Or you can kick the tires on some people that are out there, bring them into the facility this week, work them out, and see if they can – Maybe not. I bet Simeon probably starts the first game for them just because he's been there. Sure. But maybe see if that guy, a veteran, can come in and work his way into becoming the starter. They said on Sunday Night Football, they asked Drew Brees straight up, have you been called yet? And he said no. I, I would not be surprised if he does get a call from Peyton just to say, hey, you thinking about it? I don't think Brees comes he's back. He's not going to come back. But I think he gets the call. I, I think he does make the phone call. And, of course, you've heard Philip Rivers' name thrown out there, too. That's not going to happen either. I honestly think you might have a better shot with Simeon than Philip Rivers. I mean, they both have jobs. Exactly. Philip Rivers is a high school coach football in high school coach. football. Doing well, too. Yeah, like one of the best in the country. And, and Breeze, Breeze has he's going to be a network jobs, star at some point. Has one of the yeah. best jobs in all of sports. He's already on the Romo path, like no mm-hmm. question. He's one of the, and I like Breeze's analysis, too, in the studio. Sure. I think he's done a good job. So I don't think that's going to happen, but they got an uphill climb trying to replace that quarterback I just don't, now. It's, how do you put a finger on this team, Tom? They I don't know. They are the know. weirdest team in football. They are the weirdest team in football. Number seven. Oh, I got to get my Oh, yeah, you're number eight because we were the same. 18, I forgot. We, I, I hinted at it when I mentioned my number nine team. It's the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Yes, they have a good hold on their division. But Colts they, are very much alive now, though. Even though they just lost to the Titans, they still are somewhat alive. It's just how how well can Ryan Tannehill and company hold down the fort without Derrick Henry? So the Titans are six and two right now. I bet ten wins gets the South. They got to get four more wins That's under their belt. Easily doable because they got the Texans still. They've got the Texans twice still, and they have the Jaguars. They got the Jags once. They got the Dolphins once, and they got the Saints now. Which who well, knows what they're going to okay, be? Well, they I'm could not lose turn that, that game. Up to an automatic win, but two games against the Texans, one game against the Jaguars. One, one game against, against the Dolphins, Dolphins. four wins, that's, four that's wins, 10 that's right there. 10 so I think they probably struggle their way to 10, but they get to 10 and get the South. I just feel so bad for Derrick Henry. That nope. guy That guy was my my runaway, no pun in, or pun absolutely intended, MVP, MVP frontrunner. I, I, don't, I don't care what Tom Brady is doing at his age. I don't care what 
what uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing at his age. I don't care what any of the young quarterbacks are doing at their young age. Derrick Henry is my MVP. This he year. could come back for the playoffs. They're still leaving that up in the air. They're done, though, without him, right? If, if they make the playoffs, they're done. Like, we all agree they can make the playoffs without him, but there's no Super Bowl threat without Once him. Once you get to the playoffs, it's it's every slate is wiped clean, and I'm sorry. Your only path to the Super Bowl was on him. It's through Yeah, and that's, that's a tough blow for the Titans. In a year where the AFC is this wide open, too, I mean, they definitely could have run their way all the way to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. It would not have shot. The way Derrick Henry is playing, the guy is leading the NFL in rushing yards by over 250 yards, Tom. It's crazy. Probably even more if, if I need to go back and look at it. But it's it's going to take like three or four weeks for someone to catch it. It's been him. increasing with every given week, and I don't know what the margin is at this point, but oh my God, I've never seen a guy dominate a running game in one season for that extended period amount of time to start the year in my lifetime. He still might be a top 10 rushing back this year as oh, far as yardage is concerned. Possible. It's very Because what? He's at 1,000 like, already. He's almost at 1,000. Oh, really? I think is he's it? like at 900 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you say a guy almost reaches 1,000 yards on a year for a running back, you say, all right, that was a pretty good year. 937 yards is what he's walking away with this year. So he Do was you know who's this, in second place? It's uh, Jonathan Taylor, I believe, by a very wide margin by almost 280 yards, I believe. So he'll probably still finish in the top 10 as far as rushing is concerned. Yeah, it It's crazy that he was that close to having an 1,000-yard season and he's going to miss half the season. Like, that's completely insane. No, I just said, I mean, you, you, he's see, the MVP. A guy, you see a guy get 900-plus yards in a year and you say, okay, it was a pretty good year. You know, you, you threw in a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. You could have done more. He did that in seven weeks, in eight weeks. Insane. Number seven team for me in the power rankings this week is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, wow. They beat the Dolphins twenty six to eleven. Took a three to three game into halftime, so it was very close. Then they woke up at halftime and were able to handle the Dolphins uh, from here on out. Look, they're number seven because of the loss they had, and I've, I've been a little harsh on teams that lose in my power rankings. But I, I think they're probably the best team in the AFC still right now. Uh, they're not my highest rated team at the moment, but I don't think it'll be long until they get there. Uh, I, I think in a very, very packed AFC field, they're the team that I like the most to come out, win the Super Bowl, uh, if you're an AFC side, is going to win the Super Bowl. So I'm still very high on the Bills despite the number 7 ranking. I expect them to keep climbing because they've got some cupcakes on their schedule as they move forward. So... Buffalo, good defense, really good offense. Josh Allen's not been the best this year, but I think he could probably wake up as the season moves on and and play like an MVP down the stretch. So I got the I think Bills he's still having a pretty good year. I got the Bills at seven and trending way up. I got for me at number seven another AFC team, uh, but it's from the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe this bye week was exactly what they needed, while the rest of the league kind of imploded on itself they kind of stay neutral yes of course their most recent game came in the form of a loss against the Bengals uh two weeks ago at this point but I think that with the drama that happened or with with the upset loss by the Bengals this past week that kind of it kind of softened me on the Ravens and as you mentioned earlier when you ranked them at what your number nine or number eight number nine number nine you mentioned they play the Minnesota Vikings this week. In Baltimore, I think they can win that game, get right once again, extend their lead on the AFC North. I still think they're a top-ten team. And at the moment, I have them as my number seven. 
At number six for me, it is the defending Super Bowl champions who just lost to Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints this past weekend. Wow. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at number six, uh, six and two record for them. They have a slight lead over the Saints now, who just beat them on Sunday. They are ahead by just a half a game. They have the same amount of losses, but the Bucks having yet had their bye, have one more win in the win column than New Orleans does. So it's still a race for that Crazy to NFC think that South. It's actually a race. For yes, the NFC South. I agree. But got to give a ton of credit to those New Orleans Saints and. It's really impressive that Trevor Simeon was able to come in and still help lead them to winning that game, and they he helped put up a significant portion of the 36 points that they scored on offense. Uh, or excuse me, the 29 points that they scored on offense because one, of course, was a pick six of Brady. That that's the most impressive part. It's 23 to 20. It's uh, yeah, it was a two point game. Brady had the ball. It was all over. Minute 40 left. Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Easy pickings for him. He's going to get into field goal range in about three passes, and game's going to be over. Buccaneers win. Classic Tom Brady. They win by one point, walk off field goal, and then they get a pick six. And that's just something that Brady has not done this year. He threw two interceptions against the Saints. Really good defensive performance. And I think, you know, people think Sean Payton, they think offense, they think Drew Brees in that air raid that they've had forever. Sure. It's very easy to overlook the fact that the Saints' defense is good enough to keep them in the race all year long, even with backup quarterbacks. So uh, I think there's no shame in really losing to the Saints if you're the Buccaneers, but that's probably a game you should win once Jameis Winston goes out. They did not, and they fall to number six just outside of my top five in the power rankings. Uh, it's, it's very fair, very fair, because as we've said before, the top of the NFC is very talented. The rest of it, not so much, and that's why it's more interesting in the AFC because it's a wide-open race across all seven playoff spots. For me, my number six team, I have the Dallas Cowboys. And, yes, What I a know win without Dak. It was a great win without Dak, but, again, it was a win without Dak, so I can't really – maybe I should be more impressed because of that, but because it wasn't Dak, I, I can't really say, well, this was a true Dallas Cowboys team. They won on the road against Minnesota, yes – at, at at nearly the buzzer by a touchdown pass of by Cooper Rush of all people to Amari Cooper, good win for the Dallas Cowboys. They stay with only one loss on the year, and that loss being a pretty impressive one, Week One against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So what does that mean? They're on a six game six game winning streak. Yes, it's pretty good. Second only behind the, uh, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, who also suffered their only loss in Week One. And on a seven game winning streak now. Yep, Dallas Cowboys. I think. We, we've said it the last, what, four weeks that they can win the NFC East at that given time. I think they are now four games ahead. They're 6-1. and one. Philly's 3-5. and five. I, I, I just don't It's see. over there. They can win the NFC now if they get healthy. Right. It's yeah. all about how many more wins can you stack while the rest of the NFC teams like Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Cardinals and Rams – kind of lose to each other. They play a first-place schedule. The Buccaneers play a second-place schedule because they lost to the Saints last year. You're playing a third-place schedule. And you're playing I think you're playing NFC a fourth-place schedule, and actually. And you're playing NFC East opponents. I think you're playing a fourth-place schedule. I think they came in dead last I don't know, NFC but I can go year. down the list for you right now, the remaining schedule. Home versus the Broncos. Win. Home versus the Falcons. Win. On the road against the Chiefs. That'll be Questionable, but could win. If could Dak's win. healthy, could win. Home versus the Raiders. Win. Probable win. Against the Saints on the road, that'll Tough. be interesting. 
Regardless, I mean, I don't care who's the quarterback in New Orleans. All it's those games are tough. winnable, though. Yeah, it's winnable. On the road against Washington. Win. On the road against the Giants. Win. Home versus the Washington football Win. team. Home versus the Arizona Cardinals. That's a loss, maybe. Maybe a loss. And then on the road against the Eagles. But you get them at home. But you get them at home, the Cardinals. On the road against the Eagles. So they're going to be able to. I see the Cardinals, the Saints, and the Chiefs being the only games they stand at a legitimate chance of losing. And you still think they can win at least one, if not two, of those three games. Well, they they can stack cake at the end, too, with that football team, Giants, football team, and Eagles. Even before then, Broncos, Falcons, Raiders. And then, they and then, can yeah, stack. So football team Giants, football team Eagles. They can stack some wins down the stretch. So I think the Cowboys are, I would in say. In a good position to win the, the NFC. Yeah, and based on their schedule, if I had to risk my life on one team making the playoffs, I mean, the Packers are going to make it, the Rams are going to make it, the Bucks are going to make it. I'd put the I'd put my life on the, 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 Cowboys. On the Cowboys. Yeah, because they're they're going to get in. No I mean, they what. just won a game without Dak Prescott. Exactly. And the rest of the NFC East is just so bad. There's no way they're losing it to anyone. And Dak's else. injury wasn't so serious that no. he should be back. Maybe not for Denver this coming week, but after that, they don't need him to beat Denver though. They they can beat Denver with Cooper Rush. Uh, number five for me, getting into our top five. I got the Tennessee Titans. They're going to fall from here mm-hmm. because I think Derrick Henry's injury is just so tough. But as it stands right now, they're the best team in the AFC uh, record-wise and in my mind in the power rankings. Big overtime win over the Colts. They got a lot of help from their uh, teammate Carson Wentz, though, who was basically playing for the Titans in that game with some of the most bonehead plays I've ever seen in my life. And somehow still kept them in that game all the way to the Should have won, honestly, probably, if you're the Colts. Uh, but Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things, and the Titans were able to get one in overtime. Really established themselves as the front runner in that AFC South, but it won't be for. They're going to start falling back in these power rankings and in the standings when it comes to the AFC. Probably will end up with the four seed in the AFC as the last division winner in my mind. But as far as them hanging on to the one seed that they're at right now, that's a pipe dream in my mind. Derrick Henry just means too much to this team. I don't know team. if it's a pipe dream. I think it's still attainable. But it's, it's just not, going to amount to nothing. It's not likely. They have a lot of weapons if Tannehill can. Channel some sort of level of play that he never has before. Derrick Henry sets everything up in the passing game for them as well, though. So it's most teams, their biggest injury would be to the quarterback. If the Titans lost Tannehill but had Henry, we'd probably have more confidence in them than this. Oh, I put put Tennessee as my number eight team. They'd be probably my top five if they lost Tannehill instead of Henry. Henry. I think that's fair to say, but they are in my top five for the moment, sitting at number five, and they're my highest rated AFC team. Yeah, it's wild to me that they're the highest rated A's behind or in front of the Buffalo Bills who won. This I bet week. next week won't be the same. No, it should not be. My number five team, defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they just lost against the Saints. However, I still have every expectation of them to win their division. You said you put all your money on the Dallas Cowboys to pick any NFC team uh, making the playoffs. It's the easiest bet is the Dallas Cowboys, and I agree with you. I still think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers though, are my favorite to win the NFC. I think so too, because I'm and not. It has, I'm not every, it has everything to do with number twelve. I'm done betting against him. Yeah, yeah. Until someone kills him in front of my <laughs> face, he's going to run the table and win the NFC. The man, he went on the road for three straight games last year to play a Super Bowl in his home stadium, and he won all of those road games in route to. He went through Taylor Haneke, whatever. 
Then Drew, Drew Brees, Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl. He's still the goat, or he's still the king as well as being the goat. So yeah, I'm never. He's everything. Write him off. Every every title you want to give him, you 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 can't not give it. To Check him. all the above for Tom right. Brady. Tom, yeah. I'm I'm as you said, I'm dumb betting against him. So yes, they lost, but I I can't. Have still them. my favorite. I can't have them falling outside of my top five. It'd be too disrespectful. Number four for me is those Dallas Cowboys that you just had at number six. Um. I think it's so impressive when you get that win without Dak Prescott. The Vikings are such a miserable franchise. I would hate to be their their team. I mean, you're sitting at three and three. You're thinking, yeah, we get we get no Dak. We could beat the Cowboys at home. We're right back in this playoff race, baby. And then they're still in the playoff race because of how bad that wild card race is in the NFC. But they will. The Vikings will be a team that will have at least three more games where it's a kind of win and they're in vibe to it, and they're going to end up losing them. And this was, I think, the start of that against the Cowboys. Got to win this game with a backup quarterback coming into your house. But their Vikings offense just couldn't handle that Dallas Cowboys defense, which is much, much improved. And I think a hidden reason as to why they're not just uh, NFC East runaways but nfc legit contenders to get to the super bowl is that much improved defense in dallas so kudos to the defense stepping up and getting the win and kudos for cooper rush for being a backup quarterback and doing what a backup quarterback is supposed to do playing really well in a one game period and getting a big win on the road for their team hopefully you can hand the reins back to dak as soon as this week against the broncos but if they stay healthy i like we just said i think the bucks are my favorite but the Cowboys versus Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game is not something I would be shocked at seeing if the Cowboys continue to stay healthy. If they if they take care of business, right? If yeah. if Dak stays healthy, those are the two factors, right? You cannot lose Dak. If you lose Dak, you could probably still win the division, but you're not going to make a playoff race with Cooper Rush as your quarterback. And if you keep Dak healthy for the rest of the for the rest of the year, you have to win against the Washington football team twice. You have to win against the Giants again. You have to win against the Eagles again. You have to put yourself in the best position to have home field advantage. Because if you don't, I mean, it's going to be... Imagine, you just said, when I when I put Tampa Bay in my number five, you said Tom Brady went on the road three times to play in the Super Bowl at home. Imagine what Tom Brady can do with home field advantage in the playoffs. I don't have to imagine it. He had it's, it's it gonna, forever in New England, and it's he always happen, would get. But it's going to happen again. So you have to put yourself in the best position to lock up home field advantage if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I have no problem with you putting them at four because I just put them right at six. Uh, for me, my number four team is my highest rated AFC team. That's the Buffalo Bills. The Bills. They took care of business against Miami. It wasn't as pretty as we thought it would be. It wasn't as big of a blowout win. Certainly not as big as a blowout win as they had in week two when they faced them for the first time, but again, they took care of business, Tom. They're still winning their division. They still, even though they lost to Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, I still have all the confidence in the world for them to not lose the grip on that division lead. I'm more interested to hear, I'm more interested to hear who we have as our top three teams because I think number one is clear, but Very numbers clear. two and number three, I'm a little, I think we could go either way. I bet we're flip-flopped on, actually, no, I'm actually going to say we have three, two, one, the, the exact same. One little note on the Bills, though, only team that's even remotely in sniffing distance is the New England Patriots, who have been their boogeyman for a while. I think they're going to get their comeuppance this year. I think the Bills are going to smack the Patriots Have they around. played each other yet? Not this yet. This year? No. no. I, I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to get smacked. It's, it's true. Be, it's tough it's to smack be Belichick. The Bills getting the W. I think. I think both times. Yeah, a little sweet revenge for them. 
Number three, the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Yeah, I got the Cardinals number at number two, three. Number two, the LA Rams. Yep. Number one, Packers the at number Packers. one. Cardinals suffered their first loss of the season against the Packers. Listen, it's, it's what happens. When you're the last undefeated team, you're going to be criticized when you lose your first game. Nope. 1972 Dolphins pop champagne. They're still the only undefeated team in the history of the NFL Super Bowl era, of course. Uh, but the Cardinals still a really good team. They got it. They the thing that's haunting them though is they got to win the big game. Uh, Kyle Brandt, I saw say, can the Cardinals and Kyler Murray just win a game that anybody will ever remember for longer than a week? Like they got to win the big one. They got to make right. the statement. They won against the Rams, but people are already forgetting about it. Really could have won that game against the Packers too if AJ really? Green just if AJ Green turns around, I think he catches that pass because he's even if he doesn't, even if he just makes a play to defend the defender for making the play and you get another shot at it yeah two more shots it was second down yeah exactly so that was bizarre but i'm not gonna drop them too far for losing to aaron Rodgers in the packers who we have at number one finally i i am very comfortable keeping them in my top three number two the team that made the biggest splash in the trade deadline the oh, LA Rams bringing in Von Miller from the Broncos. Now this is what they do. Now it's not the same Von Miller as before, but I think he matter. I think he has a little renaissance experience playing next to Aaron Donald. Does it kind of remind you of the move the Broncos made when they brought in DeMarcus Ware to play yes, alongside That's a Von great Miller. point. A little veteran presence that comes in to, to and you don't ask him to be the guy. You just ask him to be a guy. And when you make a former the guy a guy, that's is that that's the dangerous. scariest pass rush now with Von Miller and, and Aaron Donald? Steelers still have a pretty scary pass rush, I'd say, but it's right there. I mean, Donald and Miller, if Miller can kind of recapture some of his Gets, play from his past, youth, yeah, yeah, then it's a real – and we didn't even mention Jalen Ramsey, who's no, just lurking in that secondary. We're talking about the up front. The beautiful thing about the Rams, though, that defense is so good, especially at turning the ball over. They get a ton of takeaways. When I think Rams, I think offense, though. Of course, and Matt, Matt Stafford is second in the well. league in passing yards, yeah. second in the league in passing touchdowns. Doesn't matter if it's going to Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Doesn't matter. Uh, Devery Henderson or Daryl Henderson having a good year. They just despite- waived Deshaun Jackson, so yeah. they decided they, they don't even need him. You don't even need him, and he was making splash plays for you throughout the year. Rams at number two, uh, Packers sitting Has at number, number one, one. Aaron Rodgers. 0-1, everybody thought, is he done? Is he checked out? Does he not want to play anymore? They got smacked by the Saints 38-3 to week one. Ripped off seven straight wins since then. Has looked really good since then. Big road win against the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday Night Football last week to get them to 7-1 and and in the driver's seat for the number one seed in the NFC. Is that the most impressive win on the season for you? Packers over Cardinals? Nah, because the Packers are so good. Like I, I wasn't surprised when no. the Packers won that football game. Like I'm surprised when the Saints might, beat the Buccaneers I with still Simeon. Think it might be, it might be that one, or it might be from a week ago. Bengals over Ravens. The Steelers over the Bills and the Browns are yeah, two really, really, really well, impressive the Bill, wins. The Browns were four and four, so it's hard to say that's a. An I don't know. That's win. a pretty impressive win for me. It's impressive within the game circumstances, but overall, league wide, it's up there, but it's not number one. That's it. Week 9 Power Rankings in the books here on the Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob Richt, I am Tom Opferman, and we will look forward to talking to you guys on our next episode of the Steelers Standard.